That's my chain. Talk shit at this part. About how like the world didn't see it coming. That's my chain. Now you know this fresh, right? You didn't know. I'm so wild. They call me for local, so local. Where they do Hello again, Square Hive. Uh, this might be the last or second to last solo episode for a while. This is episode 47. Yeah, 47. Uh, we might be changing the theme song at episode 50. Probably something 90s themed. I promise it won't be uh, the Friends theme song. Although, now that I think about it, it hasn't been my day, my week, my month, or even or even my year. Um, but regardless, I won't change it to that, I promise. Um, that's an oldie reference. That's a washed reference for all of you uh, washed people out there. Shout out. Uh, no, I, I might do one more after this. I don't know yet. Um, I do know that we're returning to duo episodes fairly soon. Um, maybe even this weekend, if uh, the co-host is up to it. Um, we'll see. I wanted to talk about a fun term that I've been hearing thrown around a lot, um, and it's probably going to be a, a pun title for the episode. Um, I'm going to change it around a little bit. But I wanted to dispel the myth of the uh, coastal elitist. Um, so I'm going to coastal delete it, if you will, uh, if I had a, if I had sound effects, I would enter the uh, boo sound effect there, or just people being like, "No, that that ain't it." Um, but I, <laughs> I like this term because it doesn't mean anything, um, and I think a lot of people have been throwing it around uh, a lot lately. Um, I think it has kind of the connotations of or similar connotations to uh, the word woke, which I think has died now. I think that is firmly out of the lexicon. We're not hearing it anymore. I think anytime you hear a word over and over, like on the news, it's like done. Um, we actually did, <laughs> we did a couple episodes like uh, early, like maybe two, two, and a, two years ago when, um, or a year and a half ago when it was starting to die out or like pretty much dying out. Um, and in, in woke milk, <laughs> which was episode like three or something, um, where we talk about stuff like that. That's how old that is. That's like, I don't know, it was like three millennia in, uh, internet news time. Uh, but that's not really what this podcast is about. This podcast takes the Seinfeld approach, which is, it's about nothing, um, so it's like every other podcast, but no, it's under like society slash culture, uh, which is very ambiguous and vague and, um, uh, subjective, uh, because I don't know, it only pertains to whatever bubble I'm in and people who are probably my age and demographic, which I'm sure some algorithm has down by now. Um, because nothing is original and we're all driven by our <laughs> consumer habits vis-a-vis our uh, purchases and whatnot in this modern world. Um, but I digress. Uh, that's what this podcast is about. It's, it's about digressions. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna redefine or I'm gonna take back this term coastal elitist and I'm going to I'm going to uh, remix it and turn it into coastal deletist, uh, by which I mean a person who starts out with all the privileges of the coastal elite, but goes backwards <laughs> and regresses or um, instead of progressing forward or like, you know, any sort of upward mobility kind of like backtracks a little bit and goes in the opposite direction. So um, anyone who like started out uh, you know, a, a startup and, and failed, you know, that would be a coastal deletist, uh, right off the bat. <laughs> um, so I don't know, I would say, what is that? Like roughly 80% of Silicon Valley, I would say. Um, and that's being pretty generous. Um, it's probably more, 
and that's me being like a hater and not even knowing anything about it except for like whatever I saw on the show and from living in like the East Bay for a few years and like adjacent um but you know I'm right (laughs) so that's that's coastal deletist item number one uh other coastal deletists are people who uh kind of only ever lived in like you know the places in uh that are considered those which I guess are like west coast east coast but like um like California and like New York and Florida and like those kind of places but also um never really did anything kind of stayed put in one spot uh not that there's anything wrong with that if that's your thing uh more power to you I you know whatever makes people happy and floats their boat and the fuck am I to like say you know what what that is or isn't but I would say it does negate the whole narrative of this like elitism because you're kind of just staying in the status quo convention lifestyle um and so that I think it can be a form of coastal deletism uh I also really like how people equate it with like um some sort of I don't know like prestige or status like you either belong to like a country club or like some sort of private whatever society or you know go to some like you know, Ivy League or some, you know, something, something that has to do with status and prestige when in reality, it's probably just, um, you know, you're kind of, you kind of just have like a bubble of people that like maybe like your parents know and their parents and like, you know, it's maybe upper middle class, but probably middle, let's be real. Um, Especially if it's like, you're around like uber rich people all the time and they're actually like the real quote-unquote real coastal elite um anyone on a reality show coastal deletist immediately immediately like no debate I'm sorry just no like (laughs) that (laughs) anybody who's ever been involved or has any sort of affiliation with uh any production that has no sort of like movie theater screen time immediately coastal deletist um just because it's tacky like I know everyone loves uh Love Island and on like Bachelor and like you know whatever uh what, what are these other ones Real Housewives and all this shit um and I'm not you know knocking those actually you know what fuck it I am fuck the Kardashians. I don't care. Um, never have. I know a lot of people do, and that's cool. Uh, but it's not. And I stand by that and always will. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode, like, voluntarily or by myself. Uh, and I'm okay with it. Um, I will admit to watching the Hills reboot, like, the first two episodes, But beyond that, I don't think I watch or engage in a reality TV show unless something's either gone very wrong in my life or something's gone very right in my life. Like, I'm either, like, like, given up entirely and I'm just, like, not engaging or things are going so well that I'm on some kind of, like, weird euphoric bubble of serotonin on this, like, you know, level where uh, it can't annoy me. I think the problem that I have with these shows is the same issue that I used to have with talk radio, aka podcasting and all this shit. I'd just rather be listening to music or something that has been, you know, very specifically curated and scripted for me, for my entertainment, even if it's not very good. Um, But, you know, like I said, I clearly things change. Here I am uh, spinning yarns for strangers and only because you're enabling me, Square Hive. 
Like, why have you listened to this so many times in the past week? The last one didn't do so well. I think I got like 10 plays for Rich and Sad. Oh, wait, no, that's a Post Malone album <laughs> for Rich and Thin. Um, although his sequel could be Rich and, and Thin uh, for, for Posties. Um, I don't know what ever happened to him. I, you know, I stopped paying attention after he had the Pokemon video, like the music video where he's in, it's, it's like a Pokemon, like music video. I'm like, that's your peak. That, that's it. You like have reached the threshold of where you could be. Um, anything after that is just like down, downwind. So I haven't kept up since then. I'm like, that's it. That's, that's the highest you can go, uh, in, in my mind. So, um, yeah, back to reality TV. Uh, again, I know a lot of people really enjoy it and probably many of the people who are listening to this watch it and engage in it regularly. And to you, I say, uh, like I, I get it. Um, I read a lot of chiclet and, uh, you know, I read the Gossip Girl series before I watched it. So I understand uh, what appeals to you about these type of things. It's kind of the same, same wavelength of, um, brain candy, like kind of mindless sort of, uh, sort of stuff, but it's also how people kind of act, um, in real life, which is unfortunate. The problem with it is the same problem I have with, uh, anything where the acting is bad, uh, the, you know, the voices and, and, um, the way they express themselves makes me really uncomfortable. Um, especially if people start mimicking that and then I'm around that all the time. I guess I'm scared is what I'm trying to say. If I watch one of these things for long enough, is that what I'm going to be surrounded with? Like, I know that's very unrealistic. Like I watch a lot of other shit and I'm not just surrounded by that. That's crazy. But, uh, it is a real fear of mine. If I watch Vanderpump Rules, am I somehow going to find myself around that? I hope to have, I, I can't, I, I can't risk it. Um, but also, uh, I'm sure there will be a time in my life where I'm going to return to all these things. Um, I think I mentioned in the last episode I was in SAC and, uh, you know, one of my ma- my uh, grandma's main hobbies is uh, watching TV. And, you know, we imitate our elders. So I'm sure there's going to be a time in my life where I'm going to kind of morph into my grams and I'll just be chilling and watching a lot of soaps. And um, hopefully it'll be like cool and holographic by then. Uh, and I can just VR my way through shit. Um, but if that's not the case, I'll return to all these real housewives and things, uh, like that. Um, I just rather not if I can avoid it. Um, I am one of the people who would be like a weirdo in the corner, like playing a video game or even just playing a shitty game on my phone. I don't know. It would be terrible to watch. I I know people have it in the background while they're doing stuff. Um, but I also am not a fan of doing stuff like, around like if I'm watching something I'll have another media thing that I'm doing not like a chore that I'm doing um I've digressed wildly where was I at with coastal deletist yeah so all these people who act and are on like shows especially if they're like you know these whatever the Beverly Hills type or the ones in New York or the Miami ones like all the ones that are in especially in uh, these, you know, type of things. They're all coastal deletists. Um, I would say if there was a hierarchy, they might be a little bit maybe higher, like, than your average sort of person who, like, came up in the suburbs just because, like, they might have a little bit more money or, like, you know, their 15 minutes of fame. Um, but probably not, honestly. A lot of them seem like they have a lot of problems and are, like, probably, you know, uh, riddled with, like, lots of, um, 
I don't know. It seems like their lives are complicated even off screen, which is unfortunate. Uh, so yeah, that's a form of coastal elitism. Um, I also think that people who are in, uh, and this is kind of a random one, but who engage in, um, like competitive sports on any sort of level, like can be in the coastal elitist department. Um, not in like a professional manner but more of in like a showy manner um so like anyone in like I don't know how to explain it like anyone sort of like a you know as a part of that I guess anyone in like the broadcasting or entertainment industry um is a is a coastal elitist um if they are kind of like around in and around that area um yeah and I don't know. I think it's getting a little too vague and broad. Um, I haven't really nailed down the meaning of it yet because I think the like term is still emerging and I hope it dies out before it becomes part of this sort of buzzword culture uh, that keeps happening. Like, I don't want it to become the new like, you know, like how people say lib or snowflake or woke or, you know, all these other things to describe like uh, leftism or whatever people call it, like in whatever political terms or derogatory, um, way, I guess I'm using it derogatorily, but I think I'm using it more of like culturally than politically. Um, and of course I could complain about, you know, other side of things, but that's very boring and obvious because, um, it's oftentimes very like, uh, I think easy and probably kind of mean to point out very obvious stupidities of people. Um, and also, I don't actually think that people who are, like, you know, I, I think people who, people are looking out for themselves a lot of the time. And uh, I don't think that they're being stupid. I think they're being self-interested. But they don't know what that looks like because uh, they're constantly being lied to. So I think people are always trying to look out for their um, you know, own selves, but they don't know how to do that. So they just kind of follow blindly what they're told until they're given different information. Um, so that's always fun to watch, uh, to, to see happen. Um, what's been going on in the world lately? I haven't followed anything in particular, so I'm really just kind of riffing on this, uh, um, coastal elitist slash coastal deletism idea. Um, I think that people have a lot of misconceptions, especially about Californians. Um, I would say that, okay, some things are pretty spot on, like the whole sushi surfing thing. That's very real. Uh, the kind of things that people say about sort of the progressive quote-unquote progressive culture. I don't know how many people listen to this outside of California or how many people listen to this in the country um, or out of state, uh, but I would imagine there's probably a handful. Um, I think the last number I got of average listeners has been, I don't know, it was like 25 or something, so I would imagine like three or four of you probably are listening from random spots. So, uh, yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is that people have this weird conception, uh, that, you know, everyone in California grew up or, you know, in you know New York or whatever, um, grew up in sort of like a very privileged sense or had some sort of advantage. Uh, I would say that's only partially true. Um, I think that there is definitely exposure to like ideas and, and things and, maybe resources, but at some point and in many ways, they became like limited or uh, systems got in the way or um, the opposite happened where like it became very uneven and, and a lot of people did have that and then a ton of people didn't. And so like it, it just becomes this game of like individual kind of picking it out and there's no way to be 
you know, there's no way to make generalizations. Like, it's too random. Um, and you can't tell by looking at someone or talking to them for two, like, for two seconds or asking them, quote unquote, where they're from um, or anything like that. Or even getting to know them, like, a little bit. Like, you really have to get to know people to understand the trajectory of their lives and how it is that they came to be the person they are, especially uh, in in these, like, kind of uh, what people call coastal elitist places. Um, point, you know, like, case in point, there's a lot of people who are not akin to, like, they kind of grew up in very insular places uh, and don't have, like, they grew up in rural places or um, still in, like, coastal places, but very sort of, uh, you know, blocked off from the general norm and culture, but they still kind of know what's going on, but not really. Um, but they still sort of have an idea, uh, and, but aren't participants. And so there's that. And then there's people who are very immersed. There's people who create that. Um, so it doesn't really make sense when people kind of generalize this, uh, whole sect of people as coastal elitists. You have to kind of, you know, that's one of the best things about um, living in a place like California. Specifically, I do like living in Southern California, too. Um, I've said it before, I specifically moved here from Northern California to be ethnically ambiguous. I love it when people um, are confused and don't know where I'm from. I don't like being asked where I'm from. Um, I From now on, I'm just going to lie because I don't enjoy that question. Uh, you know, I... I I'm pretty easygoing. I didn't mind it for the first, like, 25-ish years of my life. Um, but it gets old, right? So uh, I'm just going to ignore it. Um, either that or drastically change how I look so I don't look or feel foreign. Because um, I've lived in here my whole life. So I just it just feels strange to be constantly asked that. Uh, and then, like, have someone who's, like, definitely not local but can pass never get asked that and then you're like oh cool that's very annoying um but whatever it's it's a small price to pay um and I guess now I'll just fuck with people because why not um oh besides like I don't want to be a dick I guess there's that uh whatever case by case basis I guess uh, so yeah, so that's one big sort of point I'd like to make is like, there's really no way to tell a person's experience, um, just by sort of, oh, you grew up in a coastal town or, oh, hey, like you came up here, even if they self sort of identify as that, like probably, probably even as they self identify as that, like that ain't it, like especially, I would say, if they self-identify as, like, a quote-unquote coastal elitist, they probably aren't, um, or have some other sort of, uh, you know, definer, uh, to add, um, or whatever you want to call it, like, I guess not definer, but whatever sort of, uh, factor that plays into their whole, like, thing, um, not that it matters or should matter, but it matters to some people for no reason. Um, you know, people like to sort of see where you stand with that kind of thing, especially as people get older. Uh, when you're younger, it doesn't matter, which is nice, because it's like, it's like, oh, hey, there's a cool thing. You want to play with it? And it's like, yeah, OK. And then you go and you just that's how you find common ground when you just do cool shit together, um, which is still the case in a lot of time, like in a lot of places. Um, and I try to seek that out more uh, like that's been something that I've been actively trying to do, which is why I'm like limiting sort of going, uh, going off on these sort of podcast things as much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might shut it down after 50. I think that's a nice round number, um, or just like stop making it and forget about it and do something else. It seems like that's a good stopping point. Um, you know, or I'll stop it 
because it's on brand for me at 69. That might be a good number to stop it at just for shits and giggles. Um, because I have a 14 year old sense of humor. So I think that would again be on brand. Um, let me see if there are other aspects of the coastal elitist that, um, I would consider more elitist than anything, uh, by which I mean negates the stereotype and or conception of, um, coastal elitism. Um, maybe that they are into sort of, uh, materialism. I would say that, um, you know, that is something that maybe, like, I, I, yeah, a lot of people are, uh, but so is the rest of the country. So that's not, uh, I think, one of the things that sets the, you know, sets it apart. Um, I would say that the opposite might be true. So, you know, the person who is, like, very minimalist slash, like, only, you know, sort of, uh, owns, like, a certain amount of stuff, but, like, not because they need to, um, but because they choose to, uh, honestly, that's where I'm trying to be at. Am I aspiring to be a coastal deletist? Um, I don't know. Stay tuned to find out, maybe. Um, I'm actually trying to, that's one of my projects, and that's one of the reasons why, I'm probably going to cut this off at either uh, 50 or 69, depending on how uh, motivated I am. Um, but I want to whittle down my earthly possessions and like physical slash material, um, you know, just things that I own slash use to, I was thinking 100, but I have so many books. So if I count each of those individually, it'll probably be more in the area of 200, which I think I can do because I have so many like small little things here and there that if I just get rid of those or um, simply like minimize those um, or give them away or whatever, donate them, uh, I would come up with like a handful of things and, you know, be able to trade or replace things. And I would just know all my stuff and be able to, it, it seems very like, you know, like, are you okay kind of thing? Um, because I do like things and nice things, but I think then I would be more like attuned to experiences and maybe even, uh, you know, I would feel less cluttered in my mind. Um, so this is like one step further from uh, Marie Kondo even, it would be even more, um, I don't want to say extreme, but, uh, it would be even, like, more cleansing, um, because I would only, like, ever have a certain number of possessions, and if I wanted to have something else, I would need to replace something, um, or, you know, trade it out, uh, so that's a project that I'm working on. Um, but that, I think, is a long-term project. I think that's something that I'd accomplish by, like, maybe the end of the year. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so where I was going with this is I think that the more, like, granola hippie type person who would not be into having material, like, possessions, like, they wouldn't be hitting, like, you know the Louis store and the Gucci store and all that shit, like, they would be into sort of more, like, what is it, like, um, like, what sustainable stuff and all that stuff and, you know, more, like, homegrown shit, um, that's sort of what they'd be into and I would consider people who do ho are like not that that's a bad practice that's a not terrible thing to do but I would say that people who have like who aren't kind of wearing mass factory produced stuff um and in the cult of sort of consumerism or fast fashion are um coastal deletists as well 
because they have the time and the leisure to like do that stuff but I think that stuff has gotten mass produced and marketed as well so I'm going to take it a step further and say that people who consume the type of products that seem like they're helping the world but they're not um but they like appear to be uh and and people who consume that kind of thing um you know like uh, buying a tote bag at the grocery store instead of using the plastic ones or whatever because um one seems like you know we've talked about this we've talked about two things very extensively on the early episodes of the podcast and that was plastic bags and and like plastic straws and uh the whole myth of kind of um the weird like thing people have against like plastic usage but that ended up making it like worse somehow um but anyway yeah so that kind of thing where you kind of like you know you have more stuff because you're trying to use less stuff but it leads to more consumerism um that is the practice of the social deletist and it's not even their fault they're just trying to be ethical consumers but there's no um and by them sometimes i mean me i i fall folly to that because i live in california so that happens a lot you know you go to a farmer's market you're gonna get sold a metal straw like it's gonna happen at some point um i don't own one by the way but i i probably have at some point where i've owned like a reusable one at some point um but that's the thing right at some point i'm sure i still have it it's like a camping one um so yeah that's that kind of thing is coastal deletism um glamping is also big coastal deletist uh practice and i hate myself for it but i want to do it and i've had people try and discourage me from it like look you're gonna get bugs everywhere uh, it's not as cool as you think, like, you're gonna run out of electricity, where are you gonna go to the bathroom, and I'm like, look, if I'm gonna glamp, I'm gonna do it right, it's gonna be in a fantastic yurt, okay, it's gonna be in, like, the best one that I can find, um, you know, within my, uh, within my poet, poet salary, (laughs) okay, I'm gonna, you know, it's going to be like pimp my ear. It's going to be a good time. Um, but I like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because it, it does sound like it's a lot of trouble. And also I feel like if I'm going to get a big ass yurt, like I'd want to actually like have fun in it. And you know, like it seems like it's going to have to be a whole event. I don't know if I'm up for, you know, any sort of like festival experience at my advanced age. Um, I've already, you know, kind of been there, done that. Um, I even tried recently, as everyone knows, who's listened to the past few episodes, um, been to a couple of those over the summer and inexplicably am going to a couple more concerts, even though like, I feel like such an old when I go and I'm like, ah, my back hurts, my feet hurt. Um, but I power through it because that's how much I like music. Uh, cause I'm a real fan um, of loud noise, and, um, I don't know, it, I like the energy at these things, it, it really keeps, it gives me something to look forward to, honestly, um, same reason I go to comedy shows, and, uh, I don't even go to those that often anymore, because more often than not these days, they're pretty awkward, um, and, like, not awkward, like, in a good way, they're awkward and they're like, oh, like, I I don't know you, but you're allegedly famous. And that makes me sad, but not for me, for you. <laughs> like, if you're famous, like, I should have heard of you, but there are a lot of people here who didn't. Um, but again, I digress. That's happened a couple times, though, um, where I've gone somewhere. And, you know, like, I would say I know some pop culture things, like... But you can't know everything, and even if you do, like, some things just aren't relevant. Um, So, yeah, I went to a comedy show recently where the guy, 
was like, I don't know, he kept talking about his like 10 million TikTok followers. And I'm like, how old are you? Because he was definitely like my age. And I'm like, I thought we don't do TikTok. We're too old for that. Right? Like millennials don't do that. Um, Which like Gen Z thinks millennials are like hella old. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Like, I don't care about a lot of things that you guys care about because I've learned that most of it's an illusion. Um, But I also like get it. But he did, like, very specific TikToks. He did, like, medical tip TikToks. And he, like, asked the room if anybody recognized him. And, like, like one person did. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing for you. Like, 10 million and none of them are in this room. Like, I don't know what to tell you, guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was, I guess one of them was in the room. But... Like, they only, they, they, like, they didn't even, they didn't even come to the show, like, for him. They recognized him on the street, and then they came to the show because they recognized him on the street. They, like, didn't, yeah, I don't know why I was at the show. I think I was there because it was free. Um, but, of course, there's, like, a two at a minimum at those things. Uh, um, I would say another part of coastal deletism is people who go to Broadway shows voluntarily like it's not part of their like job or industry or like anything or they do it voluntarily but not for the like passion of theater but for the flex like people who went and saw Hamilton but not because it's good because we all know it's not let's be real people it is some appropriating bullshit and not in a good way and um I didn't even like really like have to watch all like I did but I didn't you know like I skimmed it like I would a book the first time it came out and then I like also understood very immediately that I wouldn't like it but I also cringed my way through it and was embarrassed but I get it um, but yeah, people who go to, to, um, Broadway shows and these sort of things for the flex, you know, they're not doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it for the gram and or snap and or private story and or, um, what is it? Close friends story on the IG, right? Where you can like separate people out into like social groups oh anybody who does that shit is a coastal deleted although a lot of people do that you might just be like a weird like social like you know whatever like person like you're spending a lot of time on the internet is what you're doing um if you're doing that um I want to say anybody who is super into uh any of the like um, sports that are, like, very, uh, I don't want, not hard to do, what's the word I'm looking for, require a lot of equipment, um, are coastal deletus, because, like, not expensive equipment, necessarily, um, I guess, like, skiing, but a lot of people ski, you know, it's not, that's not as big of it, uh, maybe surfers, maybe, I would say people who do, like, a trifecta of those, yeah, coastal deletism, for certain, um, because some of them aren't in the, like, top one, two, whatever percent you want to say, they just enjoy that shit, and, uh, they're just kind of, like, into it, and it's part of their lifestyle, um, but you still gotta, like, have some sort of, like, you know, leisure time, and resources to be able to do it. Um, people who pursue, uh, like, oh, people who go to art school. (laughs) Yeah. I would say anybody in art school is a coastal deletist. Um, I guess that depends on what art, but um, pretty much across the board, uh, that is true. I haven't met a lot of people, in art schools, because I'm not an artiste with an E at the end, um, like, I'm okay at what I do, but, you know, no one's cracking open my books anytime soon in history, that I, that I can tell, uh, but, you know, it's, I think it's, like, cool when that 
ex- like, would people have that, like, you know, kind of rare, cool thing that makes people look twice or three times or four times at their work? And um, it's, you know, I, I kind of troll enough, like, museums in real life to see that, um, or street art or whatever uh, people are into. <laughs> Although, sometimes I, I'm like, oh, there's no in-between. It's either the like fine art museum or just whatever's uh, whatever's on the (laughs) whatever's under the like uh, whatever's on the underpass um but no there is stuff in between there's like art galleries and people's openings and you know poetry readings and um you know other like music and stuff like that so there's all there's all sorts of cool stuff out there um you just gotta seek it uh anyone who's into esports probably a coastal deletist. Um, that's not always true. There's a lot of people in the country who are probably like in basements and, you know, some of these like Southern or whatever States, Midwest States, um, that are probably really into esports cause that's all there is to do. But I would say the ones who like, for example, Anybody who went to TwitchCon <laughs> before uh, the pandemic and, and uh, it was at the San Diego Convention Center, um, anybody who, like, specifically, like, traveled and, and, like, from any of these places that were coastal towns and, like, are really into, like, you know, this sort of thing, um, maybe, probably, was is a coastal deletist. Um, I don't know what the, in, like what the Venn diagram is in between like having slash using technology, um, you know, extensively and, uh, being a coastal elitist slash deletist and, uh, you know, kind of a foe or like maybe a, you know, a sort of pseudo, uh, whatever you want to call it, pseudo elitist. Um, but there probably is one if you like put them all together. Um, if you like lay it over, there's probably some crossover there. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that can go into that category. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any others, maybe people who travel a lot. Uh, if you're well-traveled, are you a coastal deletist? Maybe. Yeah. If you, if you travel from like coast to coast, um, and, you know, you don't really have any reason to, like, you're not doing so for business or school or work, um, or even visiting family, um, you know, you're just like, oh, I have vacation there, uh, <laughs> but you kind of stop doing so as you get older, because, I don't know, your family's timeshare in the Hamptons got repo that's not a thing I don't I made that up based on words that uh I put together but it yeah like whatever you want to call it like you you know you eventually stop doing that stuff you're not going to the beach house anymore um you know you grew up with that sort of thing but your lifestyle slid backwards as you grew older but you still like like remember slash know that kind of stuff um, and get nostalgic and try to recreate it every once in a while. Coastal deletist immediately. Know a lot of people like that. Um, am I one of those people? No, 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 no. I would say I, I, sometimes it's the opposite. Like, I find places now that I can go to that I didn't know existed. I'm like, oh, we used to go here. We could have gone here. Um, like, we used to go to Tahoe a lot, but we never did anything cool, like go to the cabins or anything. I think we might have once or like been on a houseboat once somewhere, uh, but there were a lot of us and uh, I don't know, I have five older brothers, so they were doing all sorts of stuff everywhere, um, but we mostly did like basic stuff and just like looked at snow and uh, chilled and came back, um, but yeah, like I would say like later in life then I would like go out there to like chill in a cabin or whatever um, hang out with friends and go to places and, um, do all sorts of fun stuff. Went on a couple of retreats there. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, um, same thing with like 
vacationing places if you're uh if your like family had vacation spots that they went to and or you know you vacation places um and like coastally and then kind of stopped and veered off of it (laughs) or um quote-unquote decided not to do that later um because let's be real some of that stuff's really fun um but it can get like boring or annoying or pricey or inaccessible um and so yeah that's coastal deletism for certain um if your uh wardrobe and style uh kind of it devolves rather than evolves I would call that coastal deletism unless you go from a kind of more uh, how do I want to say this not prestige but you go from a more formal or uh, less casual place to a more informal slash more casual spot so like if you were doing um you know like city to more like town or um smaller sort of town uh or you know in my case doing from um I don't know boring um, suburban sprawly type spot to like beach town ish kind of place um so I would still say though my style has devolved uh because I don't think I ever had one. I think I had a little bit of it sometimes. Um, but I feel like I don't take care of my stuff well enough to have a style. Um, like, I don't have any, like, timeless pieces or, like, cool dresses that I would, like, you know, pull out for, like, a cool party. Actually, that's not true. I do have a couple of those. Um, and some shoes. God, I need to get invited to a cool party. Um, or even just go to the ones that I do get invited to because, um, I love to flake, but mostly because I, some of those, some of these shoes, man, I can't be wearing these for like seven hours on end. And some of these parties, they don't like start until late and then they end at like four in the morning and I'm not trying to do that. Okay. I need my like six to eight hours of sleep. Um, but yeah, I guess I could make some coastal deletist friends and, uh, you know, hit up some of these, I don't know, what the kind of loft parties that they throw, um, (laughs) at rooftops with the mason jar cocktails or mocktails and, uh, (laughs) and sort of like live private music, um, that they've booked and like I've been to a few of those and they're okay. Um, You kind of sometimes see the same people around and that's uncomfortable because you never know the people. That's the issue. People are just like, oh, hey, you should come to this. And, you know, sometimes I do. And I sometimes I regret it because I I think I come off more interesting than I am Um, or the other way around. I'm more interesting in person, but you know, I, I don't think people, you know, it takes, takes a certain type of person to warm up to me. And most of the time, I don't think anybody got time for that. Like I have to have a gimmick. That's another thing. I would say coastal deletists have a gimmick. They have something that they sort of like, um, you know, they used to do professional magic at like an elite level or some shit, or like, they're like that chick in the queen's gambit, which I still haven't seen yet, but you know, she's like a chess genius but is also addicted to Adderall is that what's going on right yeah that's a coastal deletist but I don't think she I don't think she is in that show I think she's got a different background there but whatever like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about there's something going on um where there's like you know some something that sort of if they had to rely on some sort of skill to get by um they might be able to figure it out uh and let's see if there's other qualities of the social deletist that I'm missing I'm sure I'll think of more um and or I'll confer with other people to ask them if they have any sort of uh 
oh, shit, here's a big coastal deletist, any fucking influencer. That is big sign that you're a coastal deletist. Like, you, especially if you have, like you know, bot followers at any point or advertising space on the IG or any sort of sponsorship situation or any sort of partnership situation. Yeah. Big coastal deletism energy, like right there. Um, So yeah. And again, I'm not placing judgment on any of this. I know everyone does that shit. It's the new MLM, right? That's like the the thing. Um, Or, you know, has it always been an MLM? I don't know, um, you know, and, you know, whatever, it works for some people, but yeah, anybody with a blue check who isn't, like, any public figure that would warrant a blue check, I'm like, you just, you're not, like, anything, like, why do you have one of these, or even the concept of a blue check, I think that the, this is a hot take, and, you know, something to really think about. The blue check itself, you know what I'm talking about, right? The thing that they put next to the Twitter handle or the IG handle or whatever, that in and of itself is the trademark logo of coastal deletism. If you have that, that is like verified coastal delete. Uh, Because like, that's really what it is. It doesn't mean anything, right? It's a status symbol. But ultimately, it means jack shit. A, the president has one and fucking Weird Al Yankovic has one. You know, you know the, the, the teenager who runs the Radio Shack fucking account has one. You know, like, and, and none of this matters, too, right? It only matters in the realm of, um, like, internet nonsense. Like, none, you know, none of this is, is real in the actual, like, physicality or, um, in the world of, like, things happening. It's just, like, uh, in the, in the meta whatever verse. Um, and I don't mean fucking the artists formerly known as Facebook, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual, like, whatever, uh, internet network, whatever connection. So that kind of thing yeah, that fucking check, that's what a coastal deletism, like, that's the embodiment of it, I think. If it were to take a physical or a visual, there we go, if it were to take a visual manifestation, that's what it would be. Um, Because it kind of represents everything that people aspire towards, but once you have it, you realize there's no fucking reason to have aspired for it, you know, like, there's no reason to have needed or wanted it, um, and the people who already have it, they don't care, (laughs) like, there's, (laughs) there's no, they're like, yeah, this is just another fucking part of my day, this is another day job, um, and it's not even, it doesn't mean much anymore, uh, so I think that's why another, it's another part of, um, coastal deletism, and let's see what else, I also think that, um, Another thing uh, that represents a coastal deletist is people, uh, anybody who has ever owned or used NFTs or crypto in any sort of like major way. Um, And I wish I wasn't including people in like the Midwest of the country or like people who aren't in coastal towns, but come on, let's be real. If you're doing that shit, you have some, you're a coastal deletist at heart. Like, don't, you know, on, I'm talking on, like, a large scale, not, like, you know, you threw some change at some, you know, Dogecoin. Like, okay, like, you know, you everyone got duped. That was, like, MLM for dudes. You know, that was a pyramid scheme, I think, aimed at specifically all guys who wanted a Tesla and, like, wanted to take it to the moon. And I'm like, you idiots. Like, Elon must put a Tesla in space before he put any other humans in space. He's not going to take you to the moon, stupid. Um, But, you know, whatever. You invested in something invisible that has a dog shape on it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, But, yeah, no, anybody who um, got into that shit for no reason and or NFTs, which we all know are a scam. Um, But not to the 
people who are legit about them. To them, it's not a scam. But to everybody else who doesn't understand them, they're a scam. Uh, so, yeah. I think that covers most of it. Um, let me think if there are any other coastal deletus. Um, ooh, I might be telling on myself a little bit here. But <laughs> anybody who does, like, uh, or makes money off of doing things like... Uh, like healing or Reiki or yoga or any kind of stuff like that and like you know like that's their business like that that's a little bit of co that's that's pretty coastal deletist um and not because it's not real or doesn't help people but because the like people who who are able to um like spend resources on that or like kind of the cycle that keeps that going is only really alive in these sort of places, um, you know, and in in the coastalish sort of places where where a lot of tourists and stuff are, and a lot of people frequent who are of higher incomes and stuff. So, um, again, not to say that there's anything like wrong or bad about that. I do that um, very into it, although not too into it because. Then we get into cult territory. Um, and I haven't actually met anyone who escaped a cult. I've written stories about it. And uh, th that's probably, you know, as far as I've gotten on that end. But I would I would imagine that anybody who's been cult adjacent um, or almost got sucked into a cult, um, you're either deeply, deeply in the, like, you know backward like part of the country or you're in some sort of like new agey like you know coastal deletism sort of spot where um they're trying to sort of abandon technology because they've had too much of it and uh you know kind of be one with nature um and and you're like kind of joining them and that that is also something to look out for um gotta watch out for those cults man i've said it before i've said it again not the band the band's awesome part of our intro um half of part of our intro so yeah um there you have it that's a full hour of me rambling and uh saying uh coastal deletus way too much because that's the title of the episode um and again the only reason i am recording another solo episode is uh because the last few have gotten so much traction so quickly and again i'm not playing these so someone is um and uh they're to blame for this last episode uh before i hop on to more co-episodes um with uh diana d she'll be returning um i know she's getting out uh, on Friday, but I'm not sure if we're going to be recording anything right away, maybe a few days later. So I might do like one more episode. Um, I might talk about hidden parts, uh, or I might talk about something else. Um, I don't know yet. I mostly make this up. I don't rehearse it or write a script. Uh, I just sort of talk into the void. Um, and I'm counting that as, uh, journaling <laughs> because <laughs> it's easier than, uh, journaling these days and or typing, um, or writing longhand, uh, which I actually don't mind doing. Um, and yeah, I have about a minute left. So thanks for listening, Square Hive. If you're a coastal deletist yourself, don't feel bad. We all have the qualities within us. Um, if you have any suggestions for the new theme song, send them my way. Uh, I probably won't take your suggestions, but I do like song recommendations. So there's that. And just remember, um, you know, be true to yourself. Maybe <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody wants that. Uh, fake your personality. So people like you, Okay, change it. Do whatever you got to do in this life. Um, lie excessively. And, uh, you know, that's the only thing that matters. 
<laughs> um, all right. I wish you all, uh, wish you, I wish you all, um, richness and thinness. Yeah. That's really after the last episode, what better wish could I give you? All right. Peace out, Square Hive. Joking, we are joking, just joking, we're not joking.